There's a one in four chance to win with the Monopoly game now at Macca's. Ends 24 slash 10 slash 23. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Tuesday night edition of the Macca's Run. Uh, great to have your company. Brett Phillips in the chair. Thank you to uh, Kane and Jared, all the team. Hoiny for a big edition of Sports Day. Been a big Tuesday, grand final week. Sun out. You can just feel it, can't you? You can just uh, smell the grand final. It's so close. It is the best week, uh, no doubt, in Melbourne. Love you to be a part of the little snapshot Macca's Run uh, tonight. You can jump on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you haven't had your say on the radio today, anything you want to weigh into, uh, come team selection, uh, the brand load last night, uh, some of the news of the day, which we'll run you through uh, very, very shortly. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. On the Temper text tonight, you can jump on. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. 40 winks serious about sleep. 0433981116. So I'm normally in on the Monday night. Brandlow, of course, taking absolute precedence uh, last night. So the Tuesday menu, Macca's run for the next half hour. We'll whip into the first serve uh, normally on a Monday night after uh, 8 o'clock, uh, two hours of uh, tennis and then the sporting cap to uh, round out your Tuesday night after uh, 10 o'clock. So uh, that will be the case. So one 736 is how you can communicate with us here on the Macca's Run. So just some of the uh, news. I'm, I'm sure you're across, but in case you've been under a log, you haven't quite been across every bit of news uh, today. Obviously, some real disappointment uh, for another Collingwood player to be ruled out of the grand final following uh, Daniel McStay and uh, that revelation uh, yesterday. Taylor Adams has been ruled out today officially, so that low-grade hamstring strain not recovering in time. And, of course, he missed the prelim uh, final against GWS on the weekend, a vision of him training. And for those of you down there today for the open training session, you would have seen Taylor Adams on the track. He actually looked okay, but then departed and uh, they've made the call and he's been doing everything possible to get up for a grand final. So in every grand final week, uh, there is always a couple of hard luck stories. Uh, Jack Payne trying to uh, get over the line for Brisbane. Some talk around Lincoln McCarthy today. Uh, with a nickel as well. So a bit to play out for both teams over the next 48 hours in terms of the final selection. And if you're a Collingwood fan, where are you going in terms of the replacement in particular for Daniel McStay? And I thought Horney uh, hit it on the head beautifully uh, with his uh, numbers on uh, Sports Day a little earlier. So the nine games he's played, Daniel McStay, on the way back from injury this year, uh, multiple goals in eight of those. So there's a bit of scoring taken away. Do you go like for like, which would bring a Frampton, maybe a Kruger as a real long shot into the team, or do you go small with Ginnivan into the 22? There's a John Noble factor back in possibly as the sub who could go back at some part. Hoskin Elliott Ford, so many things to throw around, but if you're in charge of the Collingwood Match Committee as a Collingwood fan, which way are you going? one 736 736 4 3398 11-16, but Taylor Adams uh, won't uh, take uh, his uh, place. All right, let's go to the calls. Uh, Martin uh, was with us, and he's just departed. So, Martin, if you want to jump back on, uh, you can uh, You can certainly do that. Uh, the other bit of footy news around today, uh, there's plenty happening, obviously, in the off-season now. We're getting closer to a, a trade period uh, officially opening, but uh, there's certainly some movement in terms of the coaching ranks. So, Xavier Clark 
has officially left Richmond today. Assistant coach there for eight years. Been a very stable coaching staff, as we know, under Damien Hardwick at Tigerland uh, for the best part of the last decade, with uh, Andrew McQualter departing as well, uh, having been there uh, nine years, uh, eight years for uh, Xavier Clark. He'll join Alistair Clarkson at North Melbourne. So he was shortlisted uh, Xavier for the Richmond job out of the contenders. He was probably uh, the, the the lowest end there. And obviously he's only 39, so he's going to have more opportunities open up. But he's uh, built a, a really, really good coaching resume, post-playing, went up and coached the Northern Territory Thunder, his own team, and uh, really big raps on him at uh, at Richmond. But he'll go to North Melbourne now, and we'll see where Andrew McWalter does land, which opened up a position for Chris Newman, the former captain, to come back to Tigerland as an assistant coach under Adam Uze. Both have worked together at Hawthorne extensively, and Adam, in winning the job, uh, said to the hierarchy, I want uh, Chris Newman to come back. And we know Newman was in the frame at one stage to be the possible senior coach of the Tigers. So the coaching merry-go-round has started. Tony in Werribee. Uh, Tony, you've got the match committee hat on. Which way are you going this week for the Pies? Yeah, g'day, bud. Um, look, to me, they'd have to bring in uh, Noble. He'll, he'll go to be a sub. Um, here he goes on the ground. Yep. And just have little mosquito feet around... Uh, Cameron, who'll probably play forward, and Cox will play forward, and obviously Checkers, and uh, they'll, they're probably going to play Payne, and they'll have Andrews. I think they'll be quite tall, and I really think on a 28-degree day, they could, it's going to be run, 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 and having um, Nobles hungry as whatever, and uh, Guinea on the ground, get the crowd going. He scores an early goal, and I tell you what, it's almost game over. So um, the crowd will just be the 19th, 20, and 21 uh, player. So um, I see it very exciting for us. If you bring in a Frampton, yeah, probably kick you a couple of goals, but three or four Ps and whatever. But Cox and uh, Cameron are very good up forward. Uh, it's that hot weather that everyone's got to think about. 28 degrees, that's mm. going to really um, yep. give the midfield an absolute, you know. Brisbane are used to it, we're not. Um, I really think this is going to come into our hands, fall into our hands and uh, run Brisbane off their feet. As I said, 19, 20 and 21 uh, supporters going absolutely eight droppings. <laughs> and uh, flag number 16 up to... Uh, Centre or AIA Centre. Good on you, Tony. Nice little uh, preview. Uh, it's Tuesday and Saturday can't come quick enough, I'm sure, for the Pies Army. I think it was an interesting discussion uh, with Daniel Horn and Jared Healy on Sports Day a little earlier. In if you if you go a Ginevan into the 22 and and maybe just go with a different look, a different field, a challenge. Harris Andrews, who might have to play on a smaller player potentially, whether it, you know he was manning a, an Elliot. Uh, for example, uh, with McStay out of the team. So rather than going the like-for-like, like, I mean, the easy one is to say, OK, Billy Frampton comes in, who's obviously had the versatility across his career to play uh, back and forward, or whether they go a little bit more mosquito fleet, a bit more pace, just to uh, just to give the Hawthorne... Uh, sorry, the Hawthorne. Give the Brisbane back line something uh, to think about. So it, it's fascinating, and... Uh, it'll be sleepless nights uh, for the coaches, just working the magnets. You know, you, you get to this stage and you, you're pretty confident in your group. They've got there for a reason. But 
it's always that uh, that grand final week selection. Do we just tinker with something? What's going to give us the edge? Because I think all of us would probably agree this is this is line ball, isn't it? This is absolute 50-50. And yes, Collingwood have you know got the home ground advantage, so to speak. But I mean, home ground advantage in AFL footy, I think, uh, disappeared. Uh, you know, quite some time ago. Yes, they play a bulk of games there. And I think there's one off the uh, the temper text, which I just spotted a moment ago. Hey, fellas, Julian here. Surprised to not see much love for Brisbane in grand final talking. They're six and six in their last six against the Pies. Six out of six. And all I'm seeing is Collingwood this and Collingwood that. Lions, in my opinion, uh, should be the favourites. Well, I think they come to the MCG with some confidence, uh, Brisbane. I don't think the... MCG hoodoo is a big factor. If we go back to that game they played against Melbourne uh, in more recent times, gee, they dominated that game for the best part of, what, three and a bit quarters and were overrun. But I don't, I don't think that's going to be a factor. This is a good Brisbane team who come here as a real uh, worthy grand final participant. I think the numbers are interesting, though, going back the last decade of the Melbourne clubs uh, versus the interstate clubs. So we go back to Hawthorne, Tailing up Fremantle, uh, West Coast, Richmond doing a number on the, the Giants, of course. So, you know, I think we all think it's going to be close, but you just don't know. Until the day, there could be just a surprise. One team could really jump out of the blocks. And if Collingwood could get a great start with uh, a huge crowd behind them, uh, it just might be a deficit that Brisbane can't peg back. So, who knows? Hey? It's all in front of us. It's exciting. I think we've got the two best. And the selections are going to be fascinating over the next uh, 48 hours or so. So just some of the other uh, footy news. So the Hawks have delisted three today. Uh, Josh Morris, uh, Emerson Jecker and Fionn O'Hara, the Irishman, who was a Category B rookie. So just the 22 games uh, between that trio at the, uh, the sort of the bottom end of the list there for Hawthorne as they start to uh, shape their list for uh, 2024. Speaking of the Hawks, I, I read this and... You just feel you feel sad, don't you, really? I mean, Tom Morris has been pretty busy reporting uh, today across the network. The expectation from those attending is that Alistair Clarkson and Cyril Rioli will not uh, be at tonight's Hawthorne official 10-year premiership uh, reunion. And you know, he's a guy who's a four-time premiership coach at a club uh, not going back to a reunion. It's just a pretty sad state of affairs. And hopefully in time, uh, that will be... Uh, that will be rectified, but there's a bit of water to go under the bridge, uh, one feels, for that uh, to uh, to get to a level where everyone's you know comfortable uh, in the same room. Uh, Essendon defender uh, Massimo D'Ambrosio has requested a trade to Hawthorne. Now, the 20-year-old is out of contract and has turned down a one-year offer from the Bombers, so he's played 16 games over the last two seasons after being picked up as a mid-season rookie in 2022. So... Uh, some moves potentially there. I just wanted to play you a little bit of Gillan McLaughlin uh, speaking earlier today. He was with uh, Jared Waitley, of course, at uh, the Audio Hub at uh, Crown after uh, calling his uh, last uh, Brownlow medal last night. Uh, of course, talking on a, a range of topics, but first of all, reflecting on his uh, legacy, the AFL boss earlier today. That's been a huge part of my professional life, not the only part, but it's been the most substantive by far. I've had this incredible privileged role. I think I'm leaving in good shape. I hope I'm leaving. I didn't want to leave late. You know, I just, you know, so there is a, there was always a risk you keep staying because the highs are high but the lows are low. But I think you got to keep moving and I feel good about it, but I'm going to be reflective as, as you, 
you know, decisions ultimately that, that, that responsibility rests with someone else. And so I think if you've loved a job like I have, you'll be reflective. But I also feel I gave it my best shot and I'll move on happy with that. He was also asked, uh, Gillian McLaughlin, today if the umpires, this has been a big talking point all day, should be given stats to help confirm their votes. I think it's a fair question. Um, or should you give them some baseline data to work with? I don't know. I reckon that, that could be debated, but um, that'll be for others. The threshold issue is an umpire's vote. That is absolutely the right view in my view. And, and it's created this mystique and this uncertainty. And if you, <laughs> people want, I don't know what they want, but the Brownlow medal is a huge night. Um, you know, it's it literally, it's hard to get, it's hard to get a ticket to that as it is to the grand final. And there's a reason why, and the formula works. And um, I think the debate like today is, we'll all have, we'll all have our views, but it's part of it. Uh, nice little segue to the, uh, the grand final. That's been the other big talking point of the last uh, 48 hours, particularly if you're a Collingwood fan, but on the issue with uh, the tickets uh, situation of the grand final. Yesterday was around some decisions like balloting. There were some glitches around accessing credit cards. And then overall, it's 10x demand on what's available. And, and though that the last piece is impossible to solve. Despite everyone, everyone's views. Yep. And I said this to Ned, I said this to Craig yesterday. It's like, I know, I know, I know you are a passionate calling person wanting to look after your members and supporters and that is exactly how you should be. But I can't, I can't we can't solve when you've got a venue that has 100,000 and you've got 106,000 members. I just can't, we can't solve for that. Some of the other voices today, the Brandlow medalist, well, he certainly wasn't dusty. He was on the waters uh, last night. Uh, Lockie Neal uh, surprised himself to be a dual uh, Brandlow medalists, I think you you have that feeling, don't you? You come to an event like that, you uh, you know, obviously you know you've had a, a decent year, but by his standards, it hasn't been necessarily the uh, year the, of the past. Or he's probably played some uh, better footy, but uh, Lockie Neal uh, speaking on Chris Fagan's influence on him as coach. Absolutely, Fags. Um, ever since I first met with him and decided to come over to, to Brisbane. He's been, um, I, know, I know a lot of the boys say it, but a father figure for me, someone to lean on, um, not only with my footy, but life in general. And um, we speak weekly on, on all things, um, not just football. So he's a great person. Um, we're very lucky to have him as our coach and, and the club's very lucky to have him involved. So can't thank Fags enough for the trust that he puts in, in me and um, what I do on the footy field. He backs me in 100%. Uh, well, that was last night, of course. Uh, we might move on to uh, today where he was speaking and uh, this morning he said it simply still has not sunk in. Uh, no, no, it hasn't. Uh, probably won't until the off-season, I think. Um, obviously, all our attention and focus is on this weekend, but, um, yeah, it hasn't sunk in. And um, probably firstly, I want to give a shout-out to Nick Dacos. Um, he's had such an amazing season so far and it hasn't finished for him yet either but um, if it wasn't for his injury I think the medal would have been his and uh, he would have been a thoroughly deserving winner and I, I feel for, for Nick um, he's had so much pressure and intensity and scrutiny on him this year and the way that he's performed has been um, amazing to watch uh, and yeah I, I feel for him and, and also Bond as well I think he had an amazing year once again he's 
such a great player to watch, one of my favourites to watch. So um, I, I do feel a little bit for those two. Um, in particular, Nick, uh, yeah, it's, his injury probably cost him a, a Brownlow medal, but I'm sure he'll be um, in amongst it for the next 15 years. So, um, yeah, but yeah, feel very hum- humbled as well. Uh, I've received a lot of really nice messages from from people um, all around Australia, so I thank them for that. And um, looking forward to today's open training session. We've got a, a heap of fans here with more to roll in um, over the next hour or two. So uh, excited for, for today and, and the rest of the week now. The Brandlow medalist at Lockie Neal. The Monopoly game at Maccas is back. And more of the Maccas run after the break. There's a one in four chance to win with the Monopoly game now at Maccas. Ends 24 slash 10 slash 23. The Maccas run. The Maccas run. Live on your home of sport, SEM. Welcome back to the Maccas Run on this uh, Tuesday night. I'm normally in on Monday. It's a little strange to be here on a Tuesday night. Grand final week. Uh, Brett Phillips in the chair. We'll talk some tennis after 8 o'clock with the first serve for a couple of hours into, of course, the sporting capital after uh, 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, Gillan McLaughlin is uh, live on AFL 360 at the moment. I don't know if everyone knows this exactly, but I just thought I'd um, pass this on because all the the debate about tickets and... uh, who gets allocated what, how many tickets to each uh, sort of category and section. So competing club members, uh, 34,000, 17,000 each. MCC members, 22,500. AFL members, 15,500. Corporates get 15,500. The AFL clubs between them get allocated 5,000 tickets. The Medallion Club, 3,500. Competing clubs, 3,000. Pass players, 1,000 uh, tickets. And I, I certainly echo the calls of, of many over the last sort of 48 hours who, you know, certainly believe that there should be a boost to the competing uh, club members. So if we're looking at, what, 17,000 each, Collingwood with a membership of 106,000, uh, Brisbane's uh, membership at 54,676, I think we've got to at least get it up to, you know, probably around half of the venue, 25,000 each. I think that would be fair enough for the... Uh, the diehard supporters who go week in, week out to uh, make sure that more can uh, get into the ground. And obviously, there's been a lot of discussion the last couple of days about the eventual refurbishment or tearing down of the Warren stand and to be rebuilt. And I think the figure that's been put around is to get it up to about 105,000 uh, capacity, which is not going to obviously um, you know, please the growing memberships across all the clubs trying to get a grand final uh, ticket. Uh, but it'll allow a few more people into the ground. But ideally... Uh, we'd love it to see probably go up to at least 110, 115,000. But uh, that is uh, in the future. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a, a couple of minutes here before we, of course, have the first serve coming up in about eight minutes' time. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the uh, temper text. I did notice there's a bit of cricket uh, going on uh, right now. Uh, third match at Ellen Border Field, South Australia. One for 105, uh, 23.1 overs, uh, chasing down Western Australia, seven for 371. So the One Day Cup is uh, live at the moment before we get into the Shield season and everything else. And beyond this weekend, we'll be certainly turning our attention to uh, the cricket. But we'll turn our attention to the first serve as we normally do each week here on SEN. The Labor Cup, a really big discussion. Uh, we're in the Asian swing at the moment. There's plenty of news at home as well. A lot of Aussies trying to finish off the tennis season in really good nick. So we'd love you to be on the first serve. You can give us a call after the break. one 736 736 